Today's episode is brought to you by the Sounds in Cinema podcast. Everything sequel contains explicit language. And why the fudge not, you melon farmer? Hello and welcome, everyone, to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Dark Knight Edition. We're pitching sequels. My name is Michael Schantz. I am from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, my good friend, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Say hi, Tom. You are in for a show tonight, son. <laughs> That's one of my one of, the f- one of my favorite lame lame redundant quips made by uh, right supporting uh, su- like not supporting characters. What are they called? Background characters in this movie, these movies under five. They're under five exactly. Yeah, yeah. But as I've said before, this is the it's best. one of the few moments that doesn't get a laugh, but gives me uh, makes me smile is when that cop shoots his his special gun and he just sort of looks at him, mm. like the fuck are you doing i'm batman you're right yeah that that is yeah. that is one of the three highlights of that movie you're right <laughs> as previously discussed on well, our last episode like, like you know as I've, as i've said before in reference to the ben affleck batman you know anytime you see batman doing batman stuff i'm in you're you're happy right yeah. exactly and that's batman stuff batman shit exactly bat shit that's batman shit that's bat shit. <laughs> that's bat shit. No, All actually, right. that's Batman shit. Dark Knight Rises is bat shit. <laughs> well said. It's a very fine line. All right, Tom, we are here to pitch our sequels to the Christopher Nolan series and give a trilogy of sequels. Yeah, we're going to make it a quadrilogy. Yeah. Uh, such a thing did not exist before Alien, I believe. Really? Like, that's the first? I think that was the first time they branded movies that way. No, I mean, oh, it's, okay. it's not the first time there's been four movies in a series. It's the first time that, that uh, for, you know, DVD... Oh, yeah, of course not, because we've got... We started with Superman and Jaws. Yeah, no although... one called that a quadrilogy at the time. I think they were no. they wanted to forget that, that uh, at least half of that happened. <laughs> But you know, like it, I think a- Alien sort of pushed, gave birth to the phrase. It, yeah, it, it gave birth to the phrase. Coined the the word. The All right. quad- quadrilogy. Um, it already sounds like a mistake. <laughs> I know, right? Just <laughs> really, that's the word. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, talk to me about uh, your journey. <laughs> Easy, hard. It's interesting because as much as I despise the Dark Knight Rises, um, I feel you know so much is left on the table in that movie that you could actually you you can you can manufacture a decent sequel out of what they leave behind. I think mm, interesting. Um, you know, also you know my. <laughs> uh, I had some very specific conditions set for this uh, 
set for the sequel that, that I'm doing, and it involves getting rid of Christopher Nolan. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Um, but replacing him with perhaps an even more esoteric director. Uh, so it's, but I definitely, I'm definitely thinking. Pray tell, sir. Pray well, tell. And just another tease is I definitely, my, my sequel is definitely thinking more holistically across the Batman franchises rather than just being a Dark Knight sequel. I want to. I think I, <laughs> I think this would be the point. So let me guess, it's going to be called Batman the number 4 ever. <laughs> You're just going to bring back forever. One character from Batman Forever, two characters from Batman Forever come back. <laughs> um but you know, I I I definitely I I'm a you know, I have a Batman Forever character too. Um I think holistically uh, about Batman, I, I don't want to divide the franchises. I think in the end, that's when Nolan got into trouble is in trying to separate his vision from what came before. And I think this is the point of the series where, you know, you start to you start to acknowledge the history of the character in film, not just what you've done in your last two movies. Mm hmm. Which is, I think, a big problem with The Dark Knight Rises. All right. What about you? What about your journey? I had to ruminate a while. Yes. I well, gave... you also care about things like quality, which uh, you know I don't give much regard to. So. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll have an update. Speaking of which... On uh, what Breaking was it? News. Yeah. Oops. Wrong thing. So we just CNN. just just thrown out onto the platform. Mm. Transistor FM, by the way, who hosts our podcast and puts it out for us. So thank you to them. Oh yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But. We we just uh, pitched our Tremors sequels. We did. I have a comment here. Oh. From Heather Pedersen Sahami, who says, Mike's sequel, hands down, but if Tom drops the Godzillas and just sticks with the Running Man Japanese game show mashup, I might be on board. <laughs> I don't think now is the time to drop. Well, let, let, let's see how Godzilla vs. Kong does... At the box office yeah. before we decide to drop the Godzillas. That's going to be the telltale sign. Now All might right, not fine. be. It might still be that you know we'll we'll keep that in the we'll keep that in the arsenal until we find out what a horrible flop that movie's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, but I also I think, like because I I we're recording say... this on April first. It is so. <laughs> what a better day. Than April Fool's Day. For oh, us to it be was April. Our oh, that Jaws. That Jaws sequel was April Fool's. Oh, you're. You must be right. I just told. Tell the people I just what told we were Mike about, about before we got on air. I just, <laughs> just told Mike excitedly about a Jaws. <laughs> I even put it on our page. I think um, our Facebook page about a about a Jaws sequel starring Richard Dreyfuss and Michael Caine. Oh, it was a fucking April Fool's Fool's prank. That's how that's how 
how... Uh, you got taken in. Well, yeah, but I'm drinking the sequel Kool-Aid oh, so absolutely. much now that I don't know what reality is anymore. <laughs> my head's spinning. Someone, uh, one of my one of my friends put on their Facebook uh, feed the other day, ever, you know, you ever had a sequel to a dream? Um, oh, yeah. A great question. And I replied, I now dream exclusively in sequels. Mm-hmm. You know, each dream begins with uh, with me looking at photos of people who aren't in the dream, and right. then a, and then a brief recap montage of previous dreams. I I don't have a lot of recurring dreams, but of course the two recurring dreams I do have involve Jaws. Interesting. Great white sharks. Huh. I need to be in water, but I know that Jaws is in the water. The last one I had involved involved being told I had to at least dip a toe in all of the miniature swimming pools that were in this building. There were like yeah. like 30 tiny swimming pools, but in each pool was a great white shark. Okay. A tiny great white shark? Nope. <laughs> okay. Small swimming pool, large shark. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, poke, I'm poking holes in your dream logic. In my dream logic. <laughs> And the other one is Michael Myers. You do Myers realize that wouldn't me. fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the other one is being chased by Michael Myers. Oh, interesting. I have that as a recurring dream every, you know. I, I don't want to like I, not often. They're yeah. usually years apart from each other, but I don't want to say this now for fear that we will have to pay to watch them. But uh, we should we should definitely we should do Halloween soon. We'll do it in October. How about that? Yeah, I think so. For October, which is a different thing. We got, so we got to remember that. Yeah, too. we have to. We'll do it once every day in October. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm well up for that. Yeah. Um, right. That's fascinating. Wow. Mm-hmm. So so basically, basically your two your two recurring dreams are two different kinds of movie slasher. Yeah, an animal <laughs> and a uh, human in inverted commas. Uh, right. <laughs> and we'll have that discussion many times over if many we're doing times Halloween <laughs> while we're doing Halloween. Exactly. But I remember that comment is great because I remember saying on the on the podcast that uh, I felt yours had the edge. Anyway. Um, the legend of Burt's gold, right? <laughs> I know that wasn't the title, but that's what it was. Yeah. No, the title, yeah, was just Tremors colon back to perfection comma again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good stuff. All right, let's move on, Tom. Do you want to go first, or do you need me to go first? Well, how, well, I I need to know how easy or difficult it was for you. You haven't. Oh, at the end of the day, it all just sort of came together. But I think I'm going to catch some shit for this based on how The Dark Knight Rises ended. Then I think I want you to go first. All right. (laughs) So you can weed out what you consider controversial in case I need to edit it out of mine. All right. (laughs) The title of my sequel is called The Dark Knight Reborn. Uh, that's good. That's really good. I'm I'm already jealous. <laughs> so, so, okay. I was looking I, I, for, I was looking for a re that wasn't 
like ridiculous. <laughs> oh, well, you you can't you can't even begin to know how many times I said return or returns <laughs> rather. And I, I thought, no, I can't do that. My movie that's... begins with the cu- a Cobblepot Manor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well done. that's not, I can't, that's not, we can't do that. Now, I'm going to admit to you freely, I really just have the broad strokes. Oh, that's right? good, because mine is alarmingly specific. <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but here we go. The Dark Knight Reborn. I am taking the character of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he's Batman. Okay. Great. That's that's the deal. It's two years later, after the events of The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Every day since, whatever, the unveiling of the statue, (laughs) Gordon has been shining his new bat symbol up into the air. And Batman has not been coming. But we are going to... I'll preface all of this. Cold open. Riddler. Hmm. Okay. I got I got the Riddler in my movie. Ugh. I don't want a Riddler in tights with question marks. I certainly don't need a pink high top. We're going to... In the, in the Nolan vein, you know... Like Joker, purple suit. We're going green suit, dirty him up, mm. and we're going to see a cold open of one of his crimes. Hmm. Immediately after our cold open, we're going to see Jim Gordon on top of the building mm-hmm. shining the bat symbol. Mm. Batman shows up. Mm-hmm. Much to his surprise. <laughs> and much smaller than he remembers him. That's the, the uh, that's the only thing I don't like about this idea. The only thing, and the only thing I don't like about casting Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the first place, is he's like five eight or five nine. That's the only thing that's wrong. So, but well, he's supposed to be Robin, not Batman. Well, that's why I'm going to catch shit. But can you? It, do you say that that's definitive? Is he supposed to go into that cave and be just become Batwing? Is that the idea? <sighs> yes, but you're also because right. to me it seems like but, Batman's retiring, become Batman. Well, Batman's always fucking retiring. <laughs> I know, um, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes. Obvi- well, the, you know, they say very clearly his real name is Robin. He's right. an or- he's he's an orphan, so he's an orphan. He's Robin. But with Batman out of the picture, it's just and Robin. Which doesn't work. Which doesn't work. So what you're doing makes as much sense as how that movie left us. Ended. Okay, good. I See, think. I, that, that's what I think. That's what I f- think I would catch the most shit for, is everybody's going to say, Batman, he's fucking Robin, you stupid dick. Oh, well, but, if, you know, Edward from Twilight can be Batman. I'm sure Joseph Gordon-Levitt can have a turn. <laughs> Well, the other thing I thought of is perhaps he's just a more nimble Batman. (laughs) Perhaps he doesn't get beaten up and broken in half as much. But, and so I've got a thing, you know, it's like the, the, the biggest problem or hurdle I think I have is how do you let an orphan ex cop 
become Batman. <gasps> because Batman was, you know, trained by by force Raj al Ghul. He wasn't a force ghost at the time. That's true. Just just but, to clarify. But he's got no League of Shadows, right? Yeah. So I feel I don't you know, think Batman. I, really I don't think I'm gonna show that. any of this, by the way. The one thing I love what's that? I don't I don't Again, I think that's a Nolanism that he needs he needs a criminal organization to train him. Right. So I like the idea of because I love that about the Joker in the Dark Knight. I love that we don't get an origin story. Yeah. We just drop in. And that's what's going to happen with the Riddler. And I'm doing the same for Batman. Oh, shit. He's just Batman. What? <laughs> I'm laughing because first you ask, you know, like, here's the question. You, there was basically two things that you said there that my sequel deals with. <laughs> okay, carry on. Oh, I was excited. I, was, I thought you were going to tell me. No. No, no, I'm going to save it, but I'm just, you know, going through it in my head and thinking, you know, he's right. On the other hand, what I have come up with directly contradicts all of this. All of it? All right. <laughs> you need carry so, on. look, for for the most part, broad strokes, that's it. I mean, we're bad, Batman versus the Riddler. Yeah. Now, the only thing, that, the thing I have to hash out the most is... Look, if he's training in the Batcave, that is still underneath Wayne Manor, which is now an orphanage. So, is the character... I take back everything I said about the Dark Knight Rises, like, leaving... It doesn't leave... It, it What it leaves on the table is a fucking rotting meal. <laughs> That's what it leaves on the table. So, so, I guess my idea was, okay, then Joseph Gordon-Levitt is with... The uh, the priest that we see in Dark Knight Rises is in charge of that orphanage. He's working. Oh it yeah, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, right, right. But then my question was, does Alfred stay retired? Does like the mm. priest become <laughs> Alfred? May have an answer for that question too. <laughs> in yours, you mean? Yes. <laughs> nice. So at the end of the day, my idea was new Alfred as the priest. Which is interesting. <laughs> also, the side of house rules, more or less, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> so we know he can do it. Right. <laughs> but but I also think that comes into play with the idea of Batman not taking lives. And, you know, if he knows if he knows that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Batman, then there's there's something in that relationship that's interesting if he's going out and fighting crime and hurting people or, you know. So he, so Batman, uh, Alfred, Alfred is aware. Surrogate of... Alfred is the priest from Dark Knight Rises. Okay, so Alfred knows that he's Batman now. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's something that like the, the movie didn't tease out either, because Alfred yeah. is not in the Dark Knight Rises in any meaningful capacity. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's it. Okay. Yeah. I def I definitely I started along the same railroad tracks for sure. I I thought I was afraid that we might have something. I don't know why. I thought we would <laughs> with your sequels we've had in the past. I don't know why we thought I thought for a second that we would have the same exact sequel because I assume yours involves 
you know, fighting creatures from outer space or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's it, it's. I'll say this. I, I think I think it's a certainly a concept that Nolan would be proud of, but um, All right. like it's down to earth enough for him. But I would take the execution in an entirely different direction. That I don't think he'd be willing to go down that road. Do you want to tell us who your idea for the director is first? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't. Well, there's there's precedent for this. Do you remember before Batman Begins who the original director for Batman Begins was before Nolan took control? Not offhand. Darren Aronofsky. Oh, and that's who I want. That's who I want here. For a very specific reason. Very interesting choice. Go on. Yeah. I'm not sure if any of the rest of the movie is his cup of tea, but doesn't matter. I need him for one sequence. Okay. All right. The name of my sequel is The Dark... <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> I haven't Sorry, said anything I just, yet. I just got immediately excited. Oh, good. <laughs> well, prepare to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> the Dark Knight... And Robin. Oh. Alright. I'm on board. So, like you, I'm, I'm taking the, uh, you know, I'm taking the lead from the, it's not actually the ending of The Dark Knight Rises, but close enough, of uh, Blake, who's revealed to be called Robin, um, discovering the Batcave and having the the keys, I guess, to the Batcave. Yeah. If, if the Batcave has keys, he's got them. It's no no clearer than that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he's he he immediately take you know he he adopts the persona of of uh, Robin, thinking about the statement that the server from Fresh Off the Boat uh, get, told him, and <laughs> the one who works with Paul Shear and Fresh Off the Boat uh, told him at the end of Dark Knight Rises. So he's you know he's doing he's doing the outfit. You know, Robin is his new persona. He's fighting crime at night, but unlike his rich scum predecessor, he also has a day job. So ah. he's still a cop during the day. But he throws his badge away. Well, Gordon he, he convinces him, Gordon convinces him to come back, and now we we know at All least right. Gordon knows about Bruce Wayne, so we assume that he knows that he handed the keys onto the Batcave keys onto Robin. So Gordon says, "You you know, it's going to be essential to your cover that people think you're just a cop. So you need to keep working, and I'm gonna I'm you know I'm gonna put, give you a." Uh, and and a prominent cop as well because of what you did during the siege of Gotham. Everyone's going to be looking to you, so you're going to be in charge of the the drug squad. Um, vice, yeah, the nice. drugs. Well, specifically narcotics. All right. Um, and he's like, okay, that can you know. So that that's his that's his cover that he's a drugs cop. Uh, and then at night, he fights crime as Robin. So this is why I need Aronofsky, because we're <laughs> gonna have we're gonna have a, a a montage very early on in the movie, maybe even the beginning of the movie, where we're gonna show like the entirety of Robin's day. It be and I need someone who can do uh, Requiem for a Dream style montages. I was just gonna say right because. Basically, you know, he's fighting crime at night. He's working during the day. 
how is he doing? How is he managing to do all this without sleep? And we see... That was my first question. Yeah. Well, uh, that question is going to be uh, disappointingly answered. <laughs> we see we see Robin in the Batcave. He opens up a big bat, like a big hold all of um, extra strength, super Riddlin. Remember the name Riddlin. Uh, <laughs> that, allow, that allows extra focus and to go without sleep. So he's popping that popping the pills every morning. He goes out to his favorite his favorite breakfast spot in Gotham City, a grease English style greasy spoon breakfast cafe called Alfred's, <laughs> owned by Michael Caine's Alfred's. And he has his Fucking full English great. breakfast every morning, pops a few more of the riddling, <laughs> goes off, fights crime, takes a few more, fights crime in the evening, cycle starts all over again, and we get that accelerated montage. That's why I need Aronofsky, so if he's willing to do a Batman, I feel like he's the man for the job. All right. But what the next morning, Robin's in Alfred's reading the Gotham Globe, a new column has appeared on the back page. The Riddler. Nice. And it's just this—it's just like an anonymous author who sends in riddles. But when he consults with Alfred, he realizes that all the riddles that have been put in the paper so far are all clues to Bruce Wayne being Batman. That like that—that's—that's that's the, mm. the solution is. But only Alfred and he would know that. And, right. co- and Commissioner Gordon, but he's off doing Commissioner stuff. Commissioner business. Yeah. We don't see much of him. Um, and so, uh, you know, um, Robin says, well, you're going to have, you know, you've still got a line to Batman, Alfred. You need to get in touch with him. You need to tell him that people are trying to reveal his secret identity. So Alfred goes to Pompeii to rendezvous <laughs> with Batman. Because then you get the visual of all the dead people preserved and, you know, the, the, the kind of thematic significance of that. All right. And he meets, you know, Bruce Wayne incognito, who now has a long beard, long hair, wears glasses, full on disguise. No one will ever know it's him. And, you know, they say the whole thing except about... his lovely lo- his lovely wife Catwoman or nah no. nah we don't he maybe mentions her but we're not talking about okay her. um and you know Alfred is trying to convince him to come back to Gotham and uh you know deal with this and he says well, well what is, you know everyone thinks Batman's dead and everyone thinks that I took my own life after I lost my fortune because that was never explained how Bruce Wayne yeah, was right. supposed to die so we get that. Um, and Alfred says, well, you know, and this is another part of the Dark Knight Rises that bugged me. It said, there are still plenty of hardline Harvey Denters out there who refuse to believe that Batman, just because Bane read that right. speech, that Batman right. wasn't the, wasn't the, wasn't the, the villain that we said. So they said, if, if they find out that you are Bruce Wayne... You know, if they get a chance to dig into your legacy, find out you were lying, you know, it's going to, they're going to make you take that statue down, everything. And he says, and Batman still means something to the people of Gotham. 
Maybe he gets a little bit teary, just a little bit. And Going so he, tears? Just, you know, broken. We'll do a little broken Alfred at that point. I'll give him that. Right. Kane will be pushing for it. So, you know, we'll want to... Um, <laughs> he gets to go to Italy. He'll be happy. Uh, and then, you know, Bruce Wayne reluctantly agrees and says, well, you know, I'll go... Uh, he says, I'll go back to Gotham. I have to come up with a cover or a disguise. You know, I don't want people to see the ghost of Bruce Wayne. And Alfred... You know, his departing words are, with with he said, with your new look, Master Wayne, I'd be more worried about people seeing sightings of a ghost of John Lennon, and then boom, <laughs> he's gone. So get Alfred doing nice Alfred things too, right? Um, but what they specifically that they're, they're like should we should talk to we should talk to Blake, and figure you know and and tell him about what's going on, and Alfred says no says that that boy's got enough on his plate not just my full english so they don't want to bother him so they don't tell him that batman's coming back or any of that sort of stuff um and batman as you know as this as this kind of disguised character um goes back to gotham he goes to the gotham globe to find out who this guy is editor of the gotham globe alexander knox i would like robert wool but you know, I'm going to use my time machine. <laughs> Tells it, says, this guy's anonymous. We can't, you know, we can't do this. And then the um, Bruce Wayne, who's posing as an investigative journalist, look, says, like, look, I'm a freelance journalist. And if I find out, is this my part of my report into the bat and who the Batman is? So when I find that out, you'll get the exclusive. So he, so the editor reluctantly gives him the, the let you know the envelopes of the letters that, that the Riddler stuff's been sent in. Postmark from Arkham Asylum, where the Joker now resides. <laughs> That's right. I'm using my time machine to bring Heath Ledger back to life. Nice. So he's immediately putting two together, going, "Oh, this guy, you know, the Joker, same mo, you know, <laughs> it's, it's the same. It's the Riddler and the Joker basically have the same." Thing going on the cryptic messages all that sort of stuff the colorful flair but he, but he goes to Elkham asylum and finds that the the joker's like everyone's favorite patient there he's like tapped into a bunch of grant money for media-based programs for inmates <laughs> and he now runs joker tv which is like the arkham asylum tv station and broadcast live like 16 hours a day and i've thought of one gag where the um Heath Ledger's Joker says, says, you want to see some close-up magic? And then I will make this broadcast disappear. And he smashes the camera into his face. And there's like Great. broken cameras everywhere. And the, and the security guards... And then he just throws it into a pile of broken yeah, cameras. Yeah, exactly. And the security guards are saying, <laughs> there goes another camera. And he's like, nah, there's enough grant money to cover that. Um, <laughs> so Batman starts to realize... Uh, the. It, it, it this doesn't fit what you know any of what the joker's doing um and uh so he finally so at this point he's like that the joker's a dead end um something else is going on there's some other riddler in town finally you know he reveals himself to oh also chase adams is in is the arkham asylum doctor so 
like right. Bruce Wayne, that's his love interest for this movie. So in, in all the interactions at Arkham Asylum. Um, so he finally reveals himself to, to Robin. And Robin sort of says, I, I said, look, I got to level with you in order to keep up this, this, you know, nighttime vigilante act. I've been taking the suit of strength Ritalin that I confiscated. And he's like, what if, you know, this, what if the same guy, the Riddler. Is he sending letters in, in a fugue state? Yeah. He's like, what if the same guy, Riddler, Riddlin, what if it's part of the same, what if, what if that's a clue to who this guy is? The same guy who was putting out this extra strength Riddlin all over the place. And anyway, they, they, they track it back and find, and find out it's Robin in a fugue state. Yes. In the wee hours of the morning, who has been putting out this extra strength riddle? I got it. And take and well, we think he's confiscated it. He says he's confiscated it, but that's the story he's telling himself. He actually imported it himself and is using it, and he has become the alter ego, the Riddler. And the movie ends with him being committed to Arkham Asylum, and like unable to distinguish himself between the Riddler and Robin. And at the the very final scene is the Joker like coming up to him in Arkham Asylum and <laughs> saying, you know, you want to work together? That's the end of the movie. Love it. So, a lot as I said, alarmingly specific, but I wanted no, to Oh, I'm on board. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there you go. What what do the people think, Tom? So, ladies and gentlemen, well, you're this is have a Batman movie, know. so who cares what the people think? <laughs> democracy doesn't work <laughs> not in a batman movie but on this podcast god damn it go ahead and send us your votes let us know which sequel you want pitched you can find us on instagram facebook or twitter send us an email to everything sequel at gmail.com please for tom stewart of lonesome whistle productions i am michael Schantz of the how dare you awards Say goodbye, Tom. This is a time bomb. <laughs> I'll say. Fucking time bomb. It's a one-month time bomb. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> That's what the line should have been. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Our next episode will be a brand new series for you. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound. But as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to stay on target. Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to stay on target.
That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you.